It is indeed a pleasure to have this privilege to play here for you. Now we, well, we intend to give you a very fine program, so just settle back, relax, and enjoy the moment. moment, 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 moment. everyone what's going on charleston live in the studio we're setting up extra mics <laughs> what's going on everyone all right so this is going to be um a very active show this is mika this is mic'd up on om i'm your host we're here at workshop here at uh 1503 king street and um today we're going to be talking about our efforts to save gadsden creek um so i invited some some friends some friends of gadsden creek to be here and I'm going to be jangling things around I'm going to be moving around my <laughs> my Facebook live which I'm going to move which is behind me but first and foremost I turn my friends mics up so I'm going to have them introduce themselves Let's, I didn't do a check with with uh said but go ahead uh introduce yourself and your pronouns uh my name is Cyrus Buffum uh he and him all right Hey, that's it? Well, I don't know how much detail you want me to give. Uh, I am uh, currently a commercial oysterman. I uh, run a company called Seaborn Oyster Company. Uh, the majority of my professional backgrounds in environmental <laughs> advocacy and, and water quality advocacy. Cyrus is a friend of the show, y'all. All right, Cyrus, <laughs> you may, thank you. You may remember me from a previous mic'd up episode. From a previous one or two. Um, that's right. And I'm going to recruit Seb to probably help me with this live oh, yeah. stream. But it's going to be trained on, on Cyrus real quick. Okay, Seb. Yeah, hi. I am Seb Che. I use they, them pronouns. I'm an architectural researcher and activist. I work with a group in New York called Mixed Design um, that kind of looks at inclusive design research to think about building types and how they've been made inaccessible to a lot of different types of bodies. Um, and I moved to Charleston six months ago and have been working with friends of Gadsden Creek and been loving it. Oh my goodness. I love when you talk. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't know how, I'm like, they're my friends, but I'm a fan. But no, Seb, thank you so much for being here. And thank you for coming to Charleston. What prompted you to come to Charleston again? Uh, my partner <laughs> uh, found a neuroscience lab here oh, okay. at the Medical University. Yeah. And we hopped over here from Hawaii. Yeah. We oh, wow. Before. What a treat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I do miss a treat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, that's dope. Though MUSC brings so much talent here, so I'm excited. Um, you bring so much to this uh, advocacy that we're trying to do. Um, it's just one intersection of like of all the things I'm trying to do, I guess, um, or what we're all trying to do, which is fight um, oppression in Charleston. Um, and we need people. We need people like you. You're not even a person to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. You're not either. You're an elf. <laughs> Cyrus is the I'm magic. So, so, yeah, uh, yeah. You're all spirits of some sort of gnome or something. Um, can, you got your, your thing good? Yeah. I'm okay. Please. Yeah. Do that. I, I don't mean to make you do labor, but <laughs> help help me out. <laughs> help me. I'm poor. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's get serious though. So this week, um, this week we had a very Week started off really great for me. So we all met up at what? At your house mm -hmm. or your your commercial yeah, office? It was dope. It looks like it's in a or a work in beautiful progress. Thank you. Yeah, and um, so we met up at your house, uh, your office space. Is my lash coming off? It's crazy. <laughs> if it is, tell me. All right. Um, so we wish. met up at your um, uh, your office space. We met with the other friends of Gaston Creek to um, kind of reconnect, recalibrate. There we were, you know. Seb started 
among so many other ways of communication, we started a group me, which I'm now very much got it organized now um, to receive information. But basically, we just came together to recalibrate and figure out how, hey, Sully, um, y'all help Sully get situated. Um, we, we, uh, we came together to um, help just get this plan straight and what we're going to do uh, to help save Gadsden Creek. And so, um, Cyrus, can you just and succinctly um, just tell us, what, uh, remind folks who are first-time listeners, what Gadsden Creek is, where it is, and why it needs saving. And then we're going to, um, you know what? Okay, so you want to say hey real quick? Hey, everybody. Uh, can, uh, we, can you hear yourself? Okay. <laughs> Wait. Oh, you on mic four? Hold up. Hold up. Uh uh. We'll get you right. Cause Sally got a voice. Go ahead. Say something else. Hey. <laughs> Sally, introduce yourself real quick. Hey, I'm Sully. <laughs> Sully Sullivan. Don't act shy now. You was up in city council <laughs> with your suit on, putting people on notice. It's different when there's people I like. I get shy, but there's uh, people I don't like. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> now I'll have some uh, West Edge a, folks in here next time. I don't have a problem. <laughs> wow. So, and you're, um, what, uh, I asked them to pro- uh, tell their pronouns, your pronouns. Um, whatever you want. Okay, I'm, yes, I'm right. I'm happy with anything. And what do you do here in Charleston? Uh, photographer. How long you been here? 20 years. All right. I said that because you always make that a point of emphasis. Okay. So really <laughs> quick, really quick, Cyrus, go ahead and get catch people up on what Gadsden Creek is. I know we're laughing because that's how we do. That's our culture. Um, but we're seriously invested in, in saving Gadsden Creek. So go ahead and break it down. Sure. So Gadsden Creek is is the, if, if, if not one of, certainly the last remaining urban tidal creek um, on the peninsula within the old city limits uh, of Charleston. And where it is, is is on the west side of the peninsula. It's a tributary of the Ashley River. So if you can orient yourself over by um, the River Dogs Baseball Stadium, Brittlebank Park, it is the creek that comes just south of Brittlebank Park, enters into the peninsula, uh, and kind of meanders its way up towards Harmon Field and up towards the, the Citadel uh, Football Stadium. Where we are right now as a city is is uh, there's currently a permit application before DHEC, the Department, South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental Control, mm-hmm. and the United States uh, Army Corps of Engineers to fill and develop uh, on top of what remains of Gadsden Creek. Uh, some of the uh, there's tremendous environmental concerns with that because currently Gadsden Creek is an, is an essential fish habitat. It serves as a, a critical a natural drainage feature to exit water from the the land of Charleston out into the Ashley River, um, and it, the the environmental benefits are tremendous. However, uh, the real issue with the proposed destruction of Gadsden Creek mm-hmm. is is really a social justice issue. Right. Gadsden Creek abuts the Gadsden Green public housing. Okay, also known as Back to Green for those uh, colloquially known as Back to Green. Go ahead. The, and historically Gadsden Creek has been kind of ground zero of this generations long rampage um, and this pattern of takings by the hands of the city of Charleston Mm -hmm. to deprive Gadsden Green and that community from essential resources whether they be natural cultural social educational resources and Gadsden Green uh, residents have uh, have been victims of this 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 pattern, pattern of taking, of taking. and yeah. so really where we are with this whole fight to save Gadsden Creek is uh, at this symbolic moment to really draw a line in the sand and to to stop this this systemic pattern that's been going on for generations of oppression of takings um, and of, of robbery so 
saving Gadsden Creek is the first step in beginning to repair the damage that has been done to the Gadsden Green community. Right. Um, but there's a lot more work than just uh, preventing the final destruction of, of these these four acres. Okay. So, Seb, I'm going to transition to you. So, um, as you came in, like you said, you relocated about six months ago. Yep. Um, since you've been here, how would you characterize what you've seen um, Either like even when you just saw our advocacy at, at the early stages, how would you characterize things? Just in general, in terms of the Charleston activist scene, hold or on, kind of wait, specifically. Wait, hold on. wait, wait, wait. Oh, am I good? No. I was myself before. Oh, there, there we go. go. I was muted. Mm -hmm. um, just in general, in terms of the kind of activist scene in Charleston that I've observed, or specifically about Gadsden Creek. Oh, just um, I would just say about um, the issue in terms of Charleston's pattern of taking. Uh, taking, I'm sure you've. Uh, become aware of some things or you've seen things so I think I just want to know your thoughts on what you've seen take place in Charleston and how I guess how Gadsden Creek fits into that. Definitely well mm -hmm. I live right around the corner mm -hmm. from Gadsden Creek so it was pretty quick for me to discover that as a, a natural wetland feature right mm -hmm. by but I think immediately moving here I immediately kind of did a lot of research on the internet about what the kind of local issues were and mm -hmm. was just talking with people that I met along the way. Mm -hmm. Things that, of course, came up, you know, were the kind of new industries moving here, things like Boeing and the car plants, mm -hmm. traffic, flooding, all the kind of thing, <laughs> and like the development of all the hotels here with Charleston as this huge tourist hub. And those are all like for people that work in architecture and urban design. Those are all, you know what that means mm -hmm. when you hear all of those things. Mm -hmm. It's a perfect um, cocktail, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I did a little <laughs> research on what kind of activist efforts were happening here. I immediately found Charleston Activist Network. Oh, boy. Immediately <laughs> found a handful of articles um, about Friends of Gadsden Creek. Oh, wow. And it was kind of the first thing that rose to the top um, and was kind of immediately like, okay, this is something I want to be involved oh. with. Um, and thank you so much for speaking up at the DHEC hearing. That's when I first encountered yeah. you and your voice. So thank you so much. Sure, yeah. I, in August for, was the public hearing. I remember looking into Friends of Gadsden Creek's kind of social media profile, and mm -hmm. a lot of it was writing your local um, mm -hmm. city council member or like was also kind of uh, sending emails to demand this public hearing because mm -hmm. we needed a certain amount of emails to get right. that public hearing to happen. Mm -hmm. And I sent some emails, and then I got an email back from the group saying, hey, we made it happen, show up and speak up. Okay. Um, and I was only living here for like a few weeks at right. that time and Look I just showed up. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it. No, that's yeah. the type of like uh, just being proactive and kind of being invested. It sounds like you're, some pers you're a person that wants to be invested in where you live, no matter how long or, or what circumstance. Sully, you've been here 20 years in Charleston. What have you seen? Why did you get involved with the Friends of Gadsden Creek? Oh man, um, I'm gonna try not to ramble. There's just okay. that, the hard part for me is there's just so there's so much uh -huh. to care about here. It's basically where to place your uh, the f words. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's where do you place your caring? Yeah. And wait, Seb, how old are you, by the way? I'm 25. Oh wow. I, right. I love that when someone hearing a young, I'm 36 so about to be 37 but hearing someone especially of your age be like I looked up the things that yeah. like activist yeah. things in a city like I, I, no one does it they're like oh where's the good place to eat they, yeah, you know and yeah. I, I think sharing that amongst younger our younger generation is yeah. so important yeah. um, but back to like um, I, I, I'm friends with been friends with Cyrus Aww. forever and Blake and um, <laughs> you know I I've cared about access to water for so long here. And then, I mean, you, you can't living here. You can't not see yeah. 
all of the issues right in front of your face. And you are, the, by trade, what do you do by trade? So a photographer okay. um, and director as well. Oh, so really? I do a lot in the photo video world. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I started in the, the music music world. Okay. And so, and then just living, having lived all over, I've kind of, you know, always paid attention to those things. Yeah. And y when I moved here, it was really apparent. I moved here my senior year of high school. Hmm. Um, and oh like me but then i left because yeah. i couldn't take it <laughs> Good. yeah and and i just i immediately noticed just the the difference in in race here yeah. and where'd it, you move from I'm, i lived in florence oh. for i mean i was born in hawaii lived in california california texas georgia florence South Carolina and then here. That and gives you perspective though, right? Uh, totally. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you know, I grew up with just a single mom, you mm -hmm. know, so you know, we just were always together and mm -hmm. you know, where I lived in Texas, I I was the only white kid just uh, to just to be yeah. blunt about it and right. and I love that. So I've always grown up sort of around right. just every everyone. Right. And when I moved from Florence to here and obviously I, I right. moved to Mount Pleasant, right. <laughs> you know, 20 years ago, okay. it was, you know, a little bit different, but uh, maybe not as developed, right. but uh, right. and uh, when going to Wando and just seeing the um, the the difference, yeah. you know, you know very different. the diverse inequality that right. kind of exists, you know, like it, and I don't mean it in a bad way, you know, no one's like you're white, you sit over, the, you know, well, but like, it's but it's but it's less explicit, right? So yeah. like it's it's more so in the schools, it's more so in the housing um, policies, is 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 we see it in different ways, and I think that's the thing about Charleston that. It's such a polite city. Like, even the city council, like, even when yeah. you were, like, spitting flames, like, people just took, <laughs> they just took it on the chin, like, because this is a very polite city. So polite, but yeah. that But that can fool you into thinking that these ills and, and oppression doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And um, I know what you're saying. I think your intuition is right on. Like, you you feel it. In Charleston, something you feel this divide. You yeah. don't necessarily see it, but you feel it. And so um, I think that it's important that we acknowledge that as we advocate for something environmental, because we know a lot of environmental groups here also kind of just, you know, I know a lot of black people just don't relate to that messaging or, like, hey, I can't worry about saving saving a river or some dolphins. I got to put food on the table. Mm -hmm. um, not to say that all black people think that way because black people have a connection with nature, duh. But, <laughs> but, but, but at the same time, I've seen a lot of groups, conservation groups, really kind of just sidestep, you know, Gullah Geechee folk, which I think should be at the forefront. Totally. Like, they're 100%. like the, though that group and the indigenous have been like the first environmentalists and worked with nature so much to create city and create this, this whole state. Um, so back to the issue at hand, I am going to play a clip later of um, Sully's presentation. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I have it queued up. But before I do that, so tell, um, I guess I go back to Cyrus, like, where are we now with this issue? Because why did we all get together and meet up this week? Yeah. So mm -hmm. to, to kind of frame the whole issue, currently, as I said, there's a permit before these state and federal regulators. Mm -hmm. and, and these regulators are going to have to decide on behalf of the public whether they grant permission to the developer. To go ahead and, and fill and destroy what remains of Gadsden Creek, the the important and I would say critical piece of all of this to kind of note is that this isn't just some third party developer that's looking to uh, maximize profits by filling in wetlands and part of the public trust in order to satisfy its its investors. This is a city endorsed city-led project right and, to and you brought documentation in today correct yeah right. so to, I think that's, to that's just to interject yeah. you to telling talking to people more I think it's really important that people know that this was a private company that built 
right. didn't fulfill, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, didn't fulfill their um, the whatever occupancy rate with their lenders, right. and the city was forced, sort of not forced, but was had to come in and take oh, over. So we're paying right, right. into this, you know, thing and it leads on to all we the kinda, other condominiums. We kind of bail built. out some of these, we kind of bail them out, um, so to speak, in terms of what we're probably ha uh, having to subsidize. Yeah, right. So, and also, like we were saying this off mic before we began, uh, Gadsden Creek, um, that this issue, the city has more of a active role in this issue. Absolutely, right. yeah. So when you look at the, the hard data, when you look at the numbers provided by the developer to the state and, and federal who's regulators, so it's a it's it's kind of a shell organization called uh, West Edge, which was originally formed as Horizon Foundation Incorporated, as a quote unquote nonprofit, mm -hmm. and they represent the uh, the interested parties. So those interested parties would be the landowners mm -hmm. of this whole area of kind of what is known today as West Edge, and they also represent the capital interests. So that would be the investors and um, the actual developer who's obligated to to kind of take this project from concept. To, to take it vertical. So specific to the creek, as proposed by this permit application, there's about four acres of wetlands and actual tributary, actual Gadsden Creek of, of waterways that are proposed to be impacted. So mm -hmm. that's, let's call it four acres. Mm -hmm. It's technically 3.936. Okay. Of that acreage, and this is a really critical number, of that acreage, I'm going to name all of the different landowners who own that Four this acres. Is critical. Okay, Grace Hospitality LLC, which is the the Marriott over there on on Lockwood, okay. Rushmark Horizon LLC, which is a Virginia-based developer, um, the Medical University of South Carolina's Foundation, mm -hmm. not to be confused with the actual university, mm -hmm. and then the the fourth owner of all of this dirt over there that's to be filled and 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 taken away from the public trust would be the city of Charleston. Mm -hmm. Now, when you look at the ratio of ownership. The city of Charleston owns 64% of all of that critical area, the wetlands, the creek, that's going to be, mm -hmm. as proposed by this permit application, destroyed and, and developed. So let that sink in, that 64% of all of that four acres is owned by you and me. It's owned mm -hmm. by the taxpayers. It's owned by the citizens mm -hmm. of the city of Charleston. Council, the mayor, are obligated to serve as stewards for us as citizens. Mm -hmm. That's why and how they are elected. Right. Um, so to to put the city at the center of this issue is critical. And to date, I feel that the city has done a very good job at kind of sidestepping their responsibility right. in, in this entire matter. Um, it's been convenient for the city. In fact, a, a meeting that I had with Mayor Tecklenburg last year, mm -hmm. he explicitly said to me, not necessarily verbatim, but paraphrase, it's more than just the city at the table. Essentially right. saying that, we don't have unilateral authority to kind of inject ourselves to stop this. Right. What I say to that is, as the majority landowner, right. you do. Right. Um, you also look at some documentation in the permit. And, and again, this is all public record. This is a, a document that was submitted um, in the, uh, the, the most recent 2018, kind of 2019 mm -hmm. permit application. And it's, a, it's an, a, an attachment from the city of Charleston. And mm -hmm. it says, quote, the city of Charleston is the record owner of three parcels located in the city of Charleston, which are or may be impacted by the above referenced project, that project being the filling of this creek. Right. 
And then it goes on to say, the city of Charleston expressly authorizes the activities described wow. in the permit application submitted to okay. South Carolina DHEC. Yeah, a great, great way to leverage the public record. And like this is the, so this was, you, this letter um, to uh, Ms. Trumbull, probably written by, written, I guess this might be signature of uh, Mayor Riley? Correct, yeah. What so year do you think this was from? It was from, uh, the oh. following page shows, I think, 2015. Oh. Yeah. Yep, yep, uh, January 16th, 2015. So, again, your highlighted portion, I just want, for emphasis, uh, the city of Charleston is the record owner of three parcels located in the city of Charleston, South Carolina, where, uh, which are, uh, which are or may be impacted by the above reference project. So they they own the land. They own most of the land. Correct. There. Yeah. Sixty four percent. So so in layman's terms, like Tecklenburg, when you met with them, saying, "Oh well, we don't. We're powerless in this." Correct. Yeah. Right. When right. we we know a that's not the case because in any standard mm -hmm. structure of a development, mm -hmm. if the landowner protests some action that the quote unquote kind of right. developer they is taking on, they could say, "Look, as the landowner, as right. the majority landowner." I, I refuse to endorse this. Right. And so the city, by kind of sidestepping that mm -hmm. responsibility, I feel is a complete, A, disrespect to the truth, right. a complete disrespect to the community, right. and a complete disrespect for what is unfolding here and right. what's being taken. So the, the, my, my final point mm -hmm. um, is, is to say that, A, you know, first and foremost, the city is at the center of this entire mm -hmm. issue, and, and they need to be called out and challenged as that, as mm -hmm. that being in that position right. now the ways in which the city is not only the the majority landowner but the ways in which they are propping up this development mm -hmm. that is a you know mind you private development um of outside investors of outside development companies that are actually going to benefit financially from this development mm -hmm. I, I jotted down a few instances of how the city is supporting this so oh, wow. the first of which is this site, uh, after being illegally created through the 1950s and 60s, mm -hmm. was finally forced to close under threat by the Department of, of Justice. Mm -hmm. um, and eventually the, the city ceded their filling operations. Uh, and then through the 70s and 80s, there were several attempts to develop. Back up real quick, filling. What were they filling with what? Anything they could get their hands on. We found documents of municipal waste, so household waste, which would be right. table scraps and right. uh, ceramic and right. such, all the way to fill, you know, dirt that was shipped in by the truckload. Wow. We found contracts that show how many truckloads were mandated wow. via these contracts. Wow. Now, you know, the right. important thing to know is that there were several attempts through the 70s and mm -hmm. 80s to develop it, the site, all of which failed because at that time, the developer on record was obligated to, to carry all of the costs of development. And because of the challenges with a site that has been created out of landfill, a site that is a natural wetland that's mm -hmm. been filled uh, in, filled in waste. Uh -huh. the cost to develop and the challenges to develop are astronomical. So okay. the only real way is that, that, that's, that the site could be feasibly developed mm -hmm. is for there to be some sort of subsidy, some right. sort of kind of support given to a private developer. Okay. So in the Riley era, uh, a, a, a concept was, was forged to begin rolling out some of these incentives, some of these manners to help to subsidize this development. One of which, and the kind of the, the largest carrot dangled in front of this development, was the TIF district. Right. Um, and this essentially establishes a kind of geographic boundary um, in the city where it says all of the, uh, uh, the city taxpayers are going to fund all of the infrastructure projects in this area 
but that money has to come from somewhere so we're going to divert funds that otherwise would be going to the charleston county school district I area schools right. such as Burke, Burke and such as Philip Simmons. Philip Simmons, black schools in the area, right? And, and we're going to divert those right. funds that would otherwise be going to the county school district, and we're going to put those funds into building roads, building drainage, building uh, infrastructure to encourage this site to be developed. Okay. All right, you're listening to Mike Up on Ohm. This is Mika Gaston. You're listening to, you just heard of Cyrus Buffum, um, the magical... <laughs> <laughs> environmental justice warrior elf all the, spirit all the facts. right but no you dropped the hammer i i just had to interject with a little bit of levity because i'm just like i'm always gobsmacked by what took place yeah. um dating back so many generations i wanted to pivot to some of the other friends in the room again um seb what did, when you hear uh cyrus rattle off some of these statistics and this, this uh historical timeline um, tell me your reaction to some of the things you're hearing. So the first yeah. time I was hearing <laughs> some of this uh, information, I think we were all together at Kudu Cafe. Oh, and yeah. I was immediately like, oh, my God, this is, like, incredible. This is a conspiracy that you've discovered. Uh, where can I, like, <laughs> I where, can I, where, like, where can I find all this? And it then Cyrus, I was like, where can I find all of this? And then Cyrus was like, uh, it's in, like, stacks of paper in this briefcase that I brought. And then me being the 25-year-old in the room, I was like, we got to get a Google Drive on here. We got to get this on the internet. We got to get this on social media. So I think my immediate... And I'm like, Cyrus, where are these? He's like, I'll get you the scans. And they're like scans of scans of scans right. with like post-it notes. It and is. Like it literally and I'm is like, that. Yeah. Oh my God, here we go. Um, so my immediate reaction hearing all of this is like, people need to know about this yes. because when I hear it, even just over a coffee, I'm just mm. like, oh my God, like right. we, everyone needs to know this. Right. This is damning information. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I can say that. No, on you the radio can't. That's right. Um, Beaver damming information. <laughs> yeah. okay. Anyway, no, yeah. it is. It's very, it's very, um, it's very explosive. And I think I really do. I, I laugh and say this. The Pelican Brief always say that. Um, if you're if you're familiar with the, I'm so I'm okay. I'm a couple years older than Sully. So I, I grew oh, up. I know the Pelican. Yeah, right. and I like, was a lawyer. When so I was he's Julia kid. Roberts, and, I, <laughs> and I'm just. So I'll awesome. take it. Yeah, I'll take it. So like, I want to. I want someone to please superimpose our faces on that VHS, <laughs> But I do feel like it's like we're just one Supreme Court justice assassination away from some amazing. I know. Like well, this is crazy. And you t you touched yeah. on something earlier, which is the politeness of this place. Yeah. And I think because things like this have been unfolding, and and this is just one example yes. of a lot of. Of, of habits and patterns that exist in the city, but I don't feel that this city has been appropriately challenged and checked mm -mm. In, in times like this because of this air, this kind of cultural air of politeness right. that uh, it creates some, somewhat of an expectation to, if you're gonna ruffle feathers, do so in kind of a diplomatic win-win way, right. but don't do it in a way that fully advocates for those who have been uh, yeah. oppressed or completely marginalized. And anyone who studies justice work or liberation work, just, liberation is never given. And, you know, like, it's never given. You have to fight for it. And it has to be taken, and you're right. It's never going to just be, um, it's not, I'm sorry, it's not going to be a compromise. Of it's not going to be diplomatic. Um, someone's going to have to lose something. Someone's going to have to forfeit power. And unfortunately, right now, it feels as if the, the people are, are forfeiting power. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, Sully, I mean, you've been here, you've seen some changes. Um, I already asked you just like how'd you get involved, but like what what how do you do you feel like you're up for a fight? Do you feel like what do you think you need to do to kind of help stop this? Um, <laughs> I mean it's it it, it 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 eats probably like ninety nine percent in my brain. <laughs> I would say the last all the changes, right? Or like just all of the issues yeah, we yeah. have, and it's it's a lot. It's how do you? I mean, you have to. The, 
the only way to do it is to flip it upside down on its head mm -hmm. and i and i and it's i've been trying to educate myself on how to approach people like this because you can yell and scream yeah. all you want but right. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, you know, I mean, it doesn't do any good. And I put that right. in quotation marks because it's like they, they can't hear you. So it's right. like trying to inspire them to like, if we flip this, imagine if we developed, quote unquote, mm -hmm. again, Gadsden Creek mm -hmm. to be a beautiful place that people in California have like, man, yeah. did you see this waterway right. that they did? And they, they built this infrastructure where you could actually access it. And yeah. there's an overhang that does the, th you know, well, I we don't tried, know. Like, though. We had Josh present like, Hey, if you beautify this and yeah. we, we tried that already. I mean, so it's, it, yeah. it, it's trying to, to, to flip that script. How do you, how do you tell billionaires? How do you tell millionaires that, Hey, this is, I just, I don't know. I, I think we tried to appeal to their, um, you know, to their uh, innovative, like, because this could, they could literally put Charleston on the map. It was like, hey, we we got to stop this. Mm -hmm. We've and got to go in and become a sustainable city. They I, could do it. And I've tried. Yeah. And people just, they, they, it's, it has to be so quick. You're talking to the mic. I'm sorry. Yeah. It has to. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, like, like hey, hey, over there. I'm talk about it. it has to be so quick, and it has to make, it has to, slow and steady wins the race. Right. And and this whole fast development just for profit for profit right. that's that's where we are and our, and our leaders are stuck in that well, yeah. that terrible well, cycle and, and i actually want to say yeah good no terrible cycle i didn't mean to cut you off i no. wanted to play your clip from city oh, council yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ask sally will speak better than Kurt. <laughs> yeah because you were bringing it good. you weren't talking about no diplomacy and on that mic <laughs> no no <laughs> definitely <laughs> not <laughs> all right i'm gonna it might um r.i.p your earbuds it might be a little loud because their sound quality is a little Leaves a lot to be desired. Okay, I'm gonna push play. I didn't realize I didn't take a shower until looking at my hair. I was like, oh. Do man. rely upon uh, <laughs> these environments. And so I think it's really important that we do continue to think holistically okay. and we continue to protect Sorry, our yeah. environment. Thank oh. you. Here comes Sally. Here comes Sally. A little taller than most people. Sorry. Hello, everybody. Sully Sullivan. I'm gonna put my notebook down because I'm. I'm nervous a little bit, but uh, I live at 1404 Holt Street. Um, I've been here for about 20 years, and I think everybody's probably had about enough with the development that's been going on here. If it's not obvious that we're sinking and putting more developments everywhere is an issue, I'm not sure what else we should be talking about, but the stormwater development plan that's been talked about is a in a direct contradiction to filling Gadsden Creek. Ross, the other night you might have said, it's not like they're filling creeks. It's exactly what West Edge is trying to do. You know, we're all about celebrating development and all this stuff. There, there's a better way to do it, to inspire everybody that lives in this city. We don't have to just have hotels with a bunch of rooms and developments with affordable housing that doesn't exist for anybody. $2,700 a month for a, a room is not affordable for anybody. You love celebrating the African-American community when it comes time to winning a Grammy. When it comes time to stepping up to the plate and displacing all of them, you turn your heads. You look at your phones when they're talking. I'm tired of it. I didn't move and stay in the city for 20 years to live in a homogenized society full of people that look just like me. Everybody inspires me and I want to be in a city that invokes that change and that progression. And I'm wearing a suit tonight. You've got four years Ross, you know I've lived here for 20 years, and you know I know a lot of people. I'll gladly step up to the plate and run for mayor and help make the change that I want to see. So if that's the case, time. I'll see you next time. And, and that's me clapping. <laughs> <laughs>
no one's clapping. Yo, man down. Oh, and then Blake comes. I wanted to play Blake. He cleanses the palate with that good that good stuff. I love it. No, good job, Sully. Thanks. I, I, it's so funny. I've been writing and writing up, upstairs because I actually brought the wrong notebook. <laughs> my, I have two great notebooks, and I grabbed the wrong one that had all my speaking points. And Me um, too. I had Josh's like, I'm like, yeah, I'm about to go in here like a rapper in the studio with yeah. Josh's notes. Man, I was like... Man, you won't notice. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's. I mean, it was good. It was. Yeah, I, I worked. I, I'm just better that way. Just yeah. last. It's and and I think it was the assistant to the mayor. He he pulled me outside after. That's why I went was downstairs. He, oh, okay. Was he African American? Yeah. Oh, that might be Keith Benjamin. Um, but was I don't know. Yeah. I, he said something. I was so flustered yeah. at that point. I was like, yeah. yeah. And he 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 had a lot of good questions to ask me about yeah. that. And you know, yeah. Sort of speaking to the humanity of it because it's right. it's it's sort of down to it's it is down to that level now. Right. It's like. We're 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 not only displacing water, but we're displacing human beings. Right. Yeah. And, and at, at what point is it like? It's so obvious, and they they're just blind. I don't know. If they're blinded by dollars or oh, yeah. what it is. Yeah. I think I think too. I think um, this is um, what what I'm seeing. Like, to me, Gazan Creek saving that that creek and also trying to advocate for the uh, the people that are in low um, in affordable housing and the housing project that back behind it. I think it's just it to me it serves as like a, a symbol for what we're trying to do all throughout the peninsula. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is like steadily just just kicked off any type of diversity. It's like a it's like a theme park now. It's not it's nothing no small business like small local businesses are not flourishing as much. No, I, t- I had to yeah. t- I had to tell that I was like just to let you know, by the end of this year, I will have been moved my business to North Charleston. Oh, wow. My studio is behind here. Really, and it's. Four thousand dollars a month for a box, a warehouse, an empty warehouse, and I'm like, I can't afford to keep my my and sustain my business and keep paying. Who knows what? Like, how? When? When does the cap end? And and rental. I think Mika, you've been really good at at teaching me and and guiding me to understand kind of the long tail of influence and how a certain conditioning will create a culture within a city mm-hmm. i mean all the way back from your your encouraging me to read uh denmark Vesey's garden yeah. and at, you know the one thing that i think that charleston's stuck in is mm-hmm. this feeling that we need others you know we need mm-hmm. the outside yeah. dollars we need the outside tours we need the, the outside, outside like, validation that exactly comes right. yeah, yeah. And, and i think for a while there was that feeling beginning, I would imagine, around Riley's uh, yeah. in, initial kind of term right. of office, with early, uh, late 70s, early early 80s, 80s and such, yeah. was that you know we needed. I mean, then you have Hugo, and we need a rebuild, and we need capital and such. And I think that we're still in that that habit of of uh, kind of mm. of of not guiding by our values, but rather guiding uh, our decisions being guided by kind of this feeling that we need, you know, we need out- outside validation, we need outside influence, capital, et cetera. Absolutely. And I think um, that and we need the, I, of course, every city needs um, to be financially sustainable um, to, we good, James? Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Um, we, we just, we know we need to be financially, uh, and that's, yeah, um, to uh, to to thrive, but I just feel as if it's it went too far to to one side. And plus, I think um, yeah, I think Riley did something really interesting, where he had just like Tecklenburg, he had the buy-in from the African American community. But I, I I think and I think largely African Americans trusted him because he's just such a like likable guy. I'm sure salt of the earth dude. 
a solid dude. Um, you know, a caricature. Um, I'm not a big fan because looking at what what he had, 40 years. I don't know how you keep a mayor in place 40 years. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> I really don't know how that happens. Um, it doesn't serve anyone like to do that. Um, but um, and yeah, I, I really I really want to know like what was the end game. But I think it was just to keep growing. I don't know if there is a. I, I don't know because I, I they so now they they've they're closing down the DMV over there and they're citing sink. What, what was the reason why they closed the DMV? Yeah, I mean they're oh, citing yeah. flooding um, right. because right. I mean with all of the increased buildings that are oh. going in over right. there from West Edge, <laughs> it's creating a, a tremendous amount of additional impervious surface. That's what I want to ask you. So yeah. has has the new Publix, new Woodhouse Spa, has all oh. that started to really reap some uh, bad? Th- uh, yeah, I mean the negative havoc. impacts from a stormwater yeah. standpoint are tremendous. You just oh, you oh, talk wow. to anyone at the at the Bristol condominiums, which oh, is right across the street yeah. on Lockwood, yeah. and they've seen a, a massive increase in road closures right at their wow. the entrance of their yep. their property really? because yeah. of the increased stormwater. Now, you know the the other point of this whole thing is that the the this whole project, the West Edge project. Mm-hmm specific to i mean it's a massive project so there's the the larger west edge project and then there's the component of the project that is seeking to gain another four acres Uh worth of entitled developable land in order to do more of what they're doing over there Um, and one of the many ways in which that development is leveraging public resources is the uh, the drainage massive tunnel project so a lot of the, st- I mean, the majority, if not all, of the stormwater that will be created by West Edge is going to be diverted and put into a system that we, the taxpayers, are are, oh, wow. are paying for. Now, you know, the the other, I think, important thing to note in all of this is, uh, you know, again, I want to keep bringing it back to at this point in this process, the city is the one who needs to be put on notice, right. put on notice in a way where they either heed the call to lead or they kind of acknowledge their apathy and they acknowledge that that they are going to allow outside interest to, to overrule the, the public interest. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the examples of that is that this entire project from day one, early 2012-ish or so, was championed as this, this public benefit mm-hmm. biomedical research area. Right. And some of the quote-unquote partners that were kind of brought out front to serve as, a, as, as cover for the city were the South Carolina Research Authority and the Medical University of South Carolina's foundation. Now, over the years, as this, specifically the permit related to Gadsden Creek, as this has evolved and gotten closer to fruition, those partners, South Carolina Research Authority and Medical University of South Carolina's foundation, have sold off the majority of their land in that area. South Carolina Research Authority sold their land right at Gadsden Creek, uh, to Rushmark Horizon, oh, which wow. is a Virginia-based group. They sold it for right. uh, $3.2 million in 2015. And then MUSC Foundation sold their large parcel uh, that abuts Gadsden Creek um, in 2018, so October 2018, to South Park Ventures, which is a group held by Michael Bennett or Bennett Hospitality. So right. it's a it's a hotel development group, uh, okay. and that was for $18.6 million. Do you think that was part of the plan all along? I think, you know, if, if Gadsden Creek falls, Gadsden Green is next. Right. Uh, it's a domino that is, it is, that is inseparable from right. the fate of right. Gadsden Green, the community right. there, and its residents. Well, critics will say, well, it's flooding over there now. Like sure. You, we're, right. you know, keeping the creek there is just causing the flooding. What do you say to that, Seb? I think the yeah. kind of takeaway that I've gotten from all of this is that Gadsden Creek is the 
victim, not the villain. Mm. So we can't be blaming the creek for flooding as if it's this kind of antagonistic mm -hmm. character right. when really it's the one that's been abused for like over a century like right. by the city. It's right. like it's like how can we run away from this flooding that we caused and then say, oh, we didn't do this. Right. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Right, like, and put it on the, yeah. the, the creek. So what you say we have to put the city on, like, what can people do? Like, can anyone do anything? I mean, I, I, I think know. last week, those yeah. of you who spoke at city council was a this a, week. Was, a, was it this week? <laughs> what day is it? Oh, it's Friday. Jeez. You can tell where I am mentally. No, right it's now. cool. But, I mean, that's, 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 that's a great step in the right direction i think because by and large the city and our elected officials have had the luxury and kind of the convenience to not engage on this issue right. because they've not been called out nor have they been um nor have their feet been held to the fire to actually be a part and so i think that right. we lead, we we as a community must leave no other option than to force their hand to take a position so to either not do anything or to act. So what have what I know what we've been working on. So uh, said what what do you, what have we been working on? Tell folks that are listening what we've been working on to try to get the word out even sure. more. Mm -hmm. Sure. So one thing is kind of culling all these historical documents, all this information that people have, and then putting them into very like condensed kind of legible documents, and mm -hmm. then sharing those and blasting those everywhere. So we've been putting that into kind of like a one sheet that has a timeline on it. Mm -hmm. We're working on some digital illustrations that'll kind of uh, show the actions over history. Um, we're gonna be sharing historical photos that kind of are evidence of all of this abuse um, on our Instagram. And I think like once we get the information out into the public sphere, then like everyone can kind of see explicitly like how obvious this issue is. And then we can start making action. That can, that can look like, I think, making comments at city council. I think it can, I'm really inspired by um, the F the police actions in yeah. New York subway right mm -hmm. now. like from decolonize this place if yeah. you guys don't follow them like i think there can be direct demonstration out in the streets um i'm all about guerrilla tactics yeah. yeah yeah there are lots of ways yeah absolutely i think I, and I'm, i i come from that that's where i come from i don't know where cyrus and Sully stand on <laughs> um i believe in revolutionary um action i believe in re i think sometimes in some instances do not get alarmed people but revolutionary um violence <laughs> is appropriate um, when you, um, I think people also need to understand what violence looks like. Violence looks like you having to um, not, not take, you are having your kids not be able to get to school because Gazin Creek is, uh, is, or is flooding over there in that area. I think uh, gentrification is violence. I think mm -hmm. um, 40 years of one mayor with all these policies, I think that's violence. So I think people need to understand what I'm saying when I say violence. Um, uh, also, I do believe sometimes dirty water puts out a fire too. So, um, it is what it is. Um, really, it yeah. is. But um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to some of the. Uh, I know I have to give you uh, feedback on something that some messaging that might speak more clearly to African Americans. Yeah. Um, so I'm working on that. Also, for those who who don't know, I am the state coordinator with Black Voters Matter. Oh, I'm just chomping at the bit. I can't wait. Like I'm not trying to say I got like an army people on it. Like, <laughs> but if you think that I'm just gonna like not take this time right now. We um it's currently we're weeks away from our Democratic primary here in South Carolina. Already I've I've fielded calls from the Washington Post, New York Times, uh Vox, you name them, um, all here just to get um of course comments on Biden and 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 you know who's running, who's gonna win and war and all that. But it'd be great to um disrupt some of this um ballyhoo 
um, <laughs> with uh, with uh, some action. Um, and I, I, I definitely think we should do that. I think something should happen. And I think that the people of Gadsden Creek should have a voice, should have definitely. have their voices heard. Yeah, definitely. so we're working on that too. Uh, what so what uh, I I really am looking forward to also I, I know we talked about this too Cyrus I want to say it like as on the microphone to make it like Real. to push yeah we had to like I want to start a podcast I want to like people love true crime but this is a crime that's truer than um than anything um no but I really do want to get voices I want to get Sully's voice I want to get uh, Barbara Gather's voice I want to create a podcast Friends of Gas and Creek. And one another way for people to get information specifically about the creek that kind of gives those stories, but I want to feature uh, the folks who um, who know this area, who know back to green, and have an intimate history with that area. So hopefully that'll come into fruition. What y'all looking at? Oh, the one pager that uh, yeah. Sarah's put together. I, what I was going to say to that point, Mika, mm-hmm. is the this idea of bringing voices and amplifying voices that otherwise have been muted over generations. Mm -hmm. That's the critical piece behind this whole notion of Friends of Gadsden Creek, which is to to provide a platform, a place where those voices that have otherwise not been heard Mm -hmm. can be heard. And that's, you know, part of that process is mining and needs to be mining history, but also mining those who are still around, who remember history, who who lived through the history of Gadsden Mm -hmm. Green and the city's taking and such. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times, probably half dozen, 10 times or so, or I've been speaking with an, an elder in the community mm-hmm. and there comes, com- in conversation, comes up something about their connection to Gadsden Green, yeah. whether it be, uh, I mean, Barbara Gathers, yeah. the stories of her cousin, Mary Moultrie, who led the 1969 hospital strike, right. lived mm-hmm. right on Gadsden Creek. And, and, uh, and Barbara said, I remember when there was a hurricane and and, uh, and she couldn't live in, in her unit anymore, so mm-hmm. she came to live with us for some time. And, mm-hmm. you know, stories of that. And Maurice right. Washington has talked about going and uh, after the city began dumping landfill into mm-hmm. the marsh over there, he and his friends would go explore these piles of household trash, and they, they would call it Treasure Island. Right. And Maurice Washington, for those, he did run for mayor. Um, I'm just just to give yeah, people yeah. context, he did, re, re, uh, and he has a. He was one of the few candidates that spoke to a, a number of issues that no one else was was speaking to. But yeah, he he has these fond memories, or he has these interesting memories mm-hmm. of the Gadsden Creek and of the Treasure Island. Sure, yeah. And and the I mean the the point of note, mm-hmm. and I was looking for a reference oh. to this in um, there. There was this letter that Mika, you and I have talked oh, yeah. about a lot. I pulled it out. Oh yeah, right yeah. here. Yeah. So yeah. In, in 1940, a resident of Gadsden Green by the name of John Harris, um, mm-hmm. wrote on behalf of 39 property owners in and around Gadsden Green mm-hmm. a letter of protest to the mm-hmm. city of Charleston, to specifically to the mayor. I think it was Mayor Lockwood mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the city had had coordinated this effort to seize, whether it be through eminent domain, I'm not entirely sure the legal instrument, but mm-hmm. had planned to seize uh, private property of about 50 families in the Gadsden Green area. And, and this wasn't just kind of an, an arbitrary uh, identification of, of a geography to right. seize. This was, and these are the own words of John Harris, that, um, uh, let's see, that this, and speaking re- to Gadsden Green, this is the largest group of colored property owners in any single area in the city of Charleston. If we are forced to give up our homes at this time, it will be the greatest tragedy to befall an unfortunate people. Wow. And so to put this into context is this this has been uh you know this has been an issue that has disproportionately affected the african-american community in charleston 
And I think from a symbolic standpoint, A, Gadsden Green, historically being the largest section mm -hmm. of African-American residents in the city's limits, and then B, this history of takings, takings first, uh, private property in the mm -hmm. form of this seizure, then taking a place for cultural expression in the form of uh, the city preventing the Colored Farmers Fair from mm -hmm. uh, being hosted on Harmon Field, then literally taking uh, a natural mm -hmm. resource in the form of dumping trash into wetlands and, and creek that abuts right. this area. You know, and, and so I think that if we sit, sit silently and, and sit passively in the face of here we are in 2020, this this additional form or expression of taking, right. which is we just want to take four more acres, guys. It's right. not a big deal. It's it's polluted. Oh. It's flooding. It's causing all these troubles. Just let us take a little bit more. Right. We are allowing this perpetual pattern to continue. And if we do not draw a line in the sand now, then who will draw it and when will that be drawn? I feel yeah. like it's like we're, we're like back in that letter. Like I feel like we're in a similar position as John was in that letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you had something to add? Uh, and, yeah. and I just wanted to add a few mm. years later, we have this amazing quote from the Mayor Morris of Charleston in 1957 where they're talking about the landfill. Mm. And he says, the city has during the present administration created at the foot at Fishburn Street 22 acres of land. And a bit later he says, and as any businessman listening to me tonight knows, that is as good as gold, wow. just like money in the bank. Wow, I remember when you showed me that. That's crazy. The and that's, profit motive right. has always it's been there. Always been we there. We have a, a bar gym there right. now, and like a spa, yeah. and like a hair right. salon. It's like, ridiculous, exactly. Yeah. And I'm, I, I, every t I, it never stops. Like it never ceases to amaze me. Like every time I come up to that light, up to Lockwood, I'm like, I can't believe it's a wood house spa right there. I remember when that uh, Holiday Inn Express popped up over there and I was like, what the heck? is going?" You know, it just, now it's just even uh, even worse. It's egregious and it's, it's purely profit-driven. Sully, how do you think you're going to use your talents to help um, advocate? You taking some gnarly pictures or <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, personally, I just want to inspire people to that it's you know the issues are complicated yeah. but being involved is not right. that complicated and i think people get so overwhelmed there's so much political fatigue mm -hmm. i think in I the know. air right now that right. people are just like I, I, yeah. I, what's this what's that right. and and it just takes one person mm -hmm. to to change the, it's a snowball effect and right. and the whole you know precedence thing that we're talking about it's you know mm -hmm. gaston it, i'm my brain is super add and all over and is it's it? like it Yes, Gadsden Green and Gadsden Creek are super important, but again, the precedents I talked about about the neighborhoods yeah. right behind here, yeah. you know, you've got Rosemont. It's all you've connected, got, though. It's yeah. all connected, yeah. and I'm trying to look also at the, in the future for those, too, you know, because, I mean, you you guys have so many statistical facts and mm. the knowledge that's behind that, and thank you for that mm. issue of it, too, and I think you, you, you've got to spread it to other people that it just is yeah. like, if we went to Rosemont or to yeah. other people and just grab, like, let's you know I, i'm we're some privileged dudes like Absolutely. there's just no doubt about Absolutely that are. and <laughs> and i'm i'm very aware of my white privilege that i have and i want to do good things yeah. with that and you know if i can go and just buy like a couple people that you know yeah. find some people in the neighborhood that care in in different areas yeah. and be like hey these are the issues 
that are surrounding our city that y you might not so inherently see right now, but this empty land yeah. that's right here, be like behind us where we're speaking right now, is about to be developed and it is surrounded by marsh. Yeah, I yeah. think making it plain, making this information accessible, but not even just making the information that we're trying to curate accessible, make these issues accessible. That's one thing I've been dying as all these presidential candidates descend on the area. Like, who's just reaching out to, like, just... I hate that whole have a beer with, but like, yeah, but seriously, like who's reaching I mean, out? Yeah. yeah, they're just chilling out. Who's going up and just like, hey, I just have a conversation. Well, it's like what yeah. Seb said earlier. It's yeah. like, I was just, a, I just moved yeah. here and I was like yeah. seeing what's yeah. up. You know what I mean? Like, not like what's for right. dinner. It's like, right. what kind of issues they got? Right. You know what I mean? Right. And and, and we're so disconnected, I think, as a country too, from like our own civic, like yeah, where I live, I need to know what's up. Yeah, I want right. someone that move. Yeah, and I, I want to also apl applaud Seb specifically for, for mm -hmm. being as engaged as at Seb you've been because when you when when I think about it I, I've been in advocacy in Charleston for 10 years yes. when I look at who was sitting around the table mm. earlier earlier this week it was a lot of young energy and mm -hmm. to me sitting there and realizing the level of willingness to engage to learn to synthesize this very dense nuanced right. information and then to organize it in a way that then can be shared with peers and the rest of the world that is that is what we need and for every moment of despair that i feel mm -hmm. and and frustration towards the city i see seb moments like that oh, where wow. there is this youthful energy that that is growing here in charleston where i don't feel that uh there will be for much longer this this kind of passive yeah. apathy i think I, we're I think treating the, the soil things are changing i think yeah and, and I, yeah gotta appreciate you know the, the the energy that's doing that yeah oh, can we give a shout out to in the last few minutes can we give a shout out to those who were at the meeting Ooh. at your uh who, say some names i don't know because I, I know christopher i met what christopher i met rebecca Christopher it was, was there rebecca was there i mm, think her last name's fanning yeah um, rebecca Fan yeah because we sat together at the council meeting yeah. um mary was there shout out mary joshua yeah joshua came yeah <laughs> um well, no, Blake wasn't there, but Blake came he to see him. He was. Wait, he was there in spirit. Yeah. Blake Suarez? Wait, yeah. No, Blake? he was at the meeting, but yeah. not that. I mean, he was at city council, but he oh, wasn't. Oh, not at the meeting. Oh, no, meeting. no, 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 no. Yeah. Blake, yeah, I love Blake. And and even <laughs> and even the uh, the DHEC yeah. uh, hearing, which was held in August. I mean, there were many faces, many voices that I had never seen, never heard Ever. before. And it was, I mean, there were, and I'll be the first to acknowledge that I, someone would step up to the mic, and surely I kind of expected perhaps a voice in support of the destruction of Gadsden Creek. And then that voice would completely surprise me. And, and that goes to show, mm -hmm. you know, that obviously I, I not to judge a book by the cover. Yeah. And, uh, and there were a lot of old timers that came and said, you know, I remember boating around this area and I recalled, um, right. I recalled the Creek and I recalled what it used to look like. And if we continue to allow this to be yeah i know exactly what you're talking about because yeah. that dude came into the mic i was like oh boy <laughs> i had like had the dukes of hazard theme song playing in my head i'm like oh, like, oh wait it, no it just, it just goes to show you that <laughs> yeah that if Serious. given a chance to engage i think there right. are there are people out there who are willing and wanting to engage if given the chance and i think that if 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 there's anything sully touched on it beautifully those of us who who are in positions of privilege, who are in positions of access, whether it be access to information, yeah. access to influence, et cetera, we've all got to be figuring out how can we leverage that in order right. to engage more people, in order to right. to get more information out there, and it, and and this this you know we we all have to be empowered by each other, and that's where yeah. 
Sorry, there's a guy looking at us from behind. Yeah, the clear yeah. the fish tank is really strange. It's just weird. Like it's not like, even like soundproof either. Do you say but, hi? Or no, you I know I wave when it's kids. I don't wave at the dudes. Like, <laughs> I wave at kids. But no, all right. So as before we wrap up, I wanted to ask one question. Okay, because we got five minutes. What what happened to the Army Corps of Engineers? I'm here in DHEC. I'm here in City. What happened to the Army Corps of Engineers? Yeah. So the way that the the permitting process works mm-hmm. in in South Carolina right. is that the state regulatory agency, in this case DHEC, um, OCRM, mm-hmm. has to make an initial ruling on the proposed activity, and they have to make a ruling in accordance with South Carolina environmental law. Um, and then once they make a ruling, either to deny the permit as proposed or to allow the permit, then it gets bumped up to the federal level, which would be the Army Corps. Mm-hmm. And then the Army Corps is making a ruling based exclusively over what the regulations in the Clean Water Act uh, and the Rivers and Harbors Act say. So (laughs) where we are from kind of a higher level Mm -hmm. uh, standpoint is that the regulatory process is only looking at one dimension of this issue, which is what or how will the proposed activities negatively affect the environmental state of this body of water? Mm they are not, as regulators, able to consider the social justice elements. Mm-hmm. They aren't able to consider the social, uh, you know, the, the economic uh, impacts to the community, the uh, infrastructural issues, the history of neglect and, uh, and, and takings by the city. So that's where, Mika, you asked earlier, mm-hmm. what can people do? Mm-hmm. I feel that's where it's critical for us to put pressure on the city because the city can make decisions based on more than a single dimension and they need to be making decisions based on more than a single dimension so seb um so where are we at in terms of information where can people go and find because i you know we were stopped by someone at um after the city council meeting i I was a little because my mind i'm just like sully i'm 80 you ain't got nothing on my idiot i've been thinking about like world problems in my head i've been thinking about no no, i've been thinking you don't understand where i was at like i'm like oh yeah the kobe game oh yeah michael vick last night all right um yeah um yeah so what where can people find more information right now so people i think a good place to go would be the friends of gadsden creek instagram and the handle is just at friends of gadsden creek um there's also a website friends of where you can go and put in your email and kind of get on a big contact list and okay. we can send out like a landing page right yeah now. and we're thinking the website might be a good place for us to be a repository for all this denser information mm-hmm. then the instagram will be kind of like more like snippets and bites of things okay um yeah and also facebook Facebook, I think for us old people. Uh, <laughs> now nah, I'm always on Instagram, but um, but yeah, but I, I Facebook is another place I think. And yeah, shout out to who's on man and um, who's helping out Blake with the Instagram and all that. Uh, so that's Rochelle Costa, yeah, leading the charge on. Awesome! Yeah. There's so many awesome people at the table. Um, I'm really excited to see what happens. So yeah, I guess we can wrap it up there. But uh, I'm excited. Um, I know it sounds weird to be excited, but I am excited. I think. No matter what happens, um, I think we're, we're poised to make some serious change here in Charleston. And um, I'm excited. I'm so happy I have new friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> the friends of Gazzy Creek. So, um, yeah, until next time, um, I guess y'all can say stay friendly. <laughs> I always <laughs> sign off by saying st- stay black. So, at least all. I was like, until next time, stay black. What do y'all want to say? Stay what? Stay engaged. Stay radical. Fight it. <laughs> you can't stay fight it. <laughs> Bite bite it? No, no. That rhymes. I'm going to sign off. That's it.